The following is a CJBT Productions podcast. This is the EDM podcast number 137. This week we go over the news and charts and we induct the Roland TB-303 into our EDM Hall of Fame. Music for this podcast was performed by songwriter and producer Hey Joe C., As always, click the links in my show notes for more information about her and her career. She has been cranking out a lot of good music lately, and I believe there's another one that's about to be released sometime in the next week or so. With all that said, on to the news, of which there's not a whole lot in the EDM realm, except that everything's opening up again, at least in the next month or so. However, there are some issues, especially with live streaming. The virtual live streaming platform Fly Machine has launched, which promises to bring a social atmosphere to your live streaming experiences, much like Twitch already has, I guess. Mm, Okay, whatever. Lollapalooza's lineup has been revealed. Among the headliners are Marshmallow and Elenium for the July 29th through August 1st festival. Festival goers will have to have proof of a negative COVID-19 test or full vaccination in order to attend. You know the routine by now. Ticket holders in the UK to the Glastonbury live-streamed festival that was held this past weekend were locked out due to a technical glitch. Those tickets, by the way, cost almost $30 U.S. So, somebody owes some money. In other Glastonbury Festival news, the festival was granted a two-day license to stage their in-person event in September 2021. The license, of course, comes with a bunch of catches, including no camping. Great Britain held some pilot concerts and some club events recently in order to test different COVID-19 protocols. The results so far are that out of 58,000 fans who took part, only 15 tested positive for COVID-19. Not 15,000, mind you. 15. As in 1-5. That's it. Therefore, one would assume, at least scientifically, that going to a concert is no more dangerous than, oh, say, going to a shopping mall, I guess. Or being outdoors, to be honest with you. Anywho, three festivals in Croatia, speaking of outdoors, have been postponed. Dimensions has been postponed to September 2021, while Love International and Hospitality were postponed to 2022. The Irving Plaza Concert Hall in New York City has announced that it will reopen with full capacity on August 17th, which is about six or seven weeks 
after New York City itself is scheduled to be fully reopened with full capacity, no social distancing, or honestly, even masks required, which is nice. In other words, the before times. According to reports, the United States, speaking of, will be fully reopened, including to international tourists about damn time, on appropriately enough Independence Day, July 4th. Of course, you have to either be fully vaccinated or have negative COVID-19 tests to do anything, and you might still have to wear a mask in certain places like transportation, but at least the U.S. will be open, which is nice. Sherelle announced a new record label that she started called Beautiful, which will be for black and LGBTQI plus recording artists. Protesters in Kiev, Ukraine, staged demonstrations against police violence after a violent crackdown in the club district that led to the attack by police on a musician. According to a report, the music NFT market made $55.7 million in the last two months alone. The vast majority of that went to already successful artists and not your basic up-and-coming ones. So that's a nice way of saying the rich got a hell of a lot richer. A medical examiner has determined that rising EDM producer and DJ Io passed away from Hashimoto's thyroiditis, a condition that can cause fatigue, depression, and anxiety. The examiner also concluded that Io did not take his own life, despite his depression, as was first reported in the press. There were, however, some other passings in the EDM realm to pass along this past week. Rest in peace to Yoshimasa Wada. Yoshi, as he was known, was an improv artist and musician who was part of the Flux Art Movement, which combined free improvisation and sound and had been going on since the 1970s. Yoshi's cause of death was not announced. Yoshi, or Yoshimasa, Awada was 77 years old. And rest in peace to Franco Battiato, Franco was an Italian composer who specialized in avant-garde electronic music. Franco passed away from complications of a neurodegenerative disease. Franco Battiato was 76 years old. In 2003, a Dance Music Hall of Fame was formed. It was started by John Parker of Robbins Entertainment. He enlisted the help of a few other industry vets and they held an annual dinner in New York City. They split the hall into artists, records, producers, DJs, remixers, and non-performers. They started off okay with a bunch of disco artists, but the hall only lasted for two years before they stopped inducting people. Well, yours truly is bringing it back. Sort of. 
I've started my own Dance Music Hall of Fame, only I'm expanding the idea. This hall will be the EDM Hall of Fame. My criteria will be any inductee who's been in the business for at least 10 years. That will allow a lot of the EDM artists and DJs in. I'm also going to keep the same categories, but I'm going to also add early influencers to go along with it. The early influencers is where I'll put the disco, funk, and R&B songs and artists because I want to make this hall heavy on dance music in general, not strictly 20th century dance music because, well, this is an EDM podcast after all. Some weeks I will induct one artist. Some weeks I may do five or ten. Who knows? This is, after all, my Hall of Fame, not an official one, so my opinion is strictly mine. It would be nice, though, if someone actually did an official Dance Music Hall of Fame, eventually. As we branched out our Hall of Fame, we've inducted more than the obvious aspects of EDM, better known as DJs, remixers, and producers, We've also inducted record labels, technology, and songs into the hall. This week, we're inducting a piece of technology that became successful, but not in the way that the manufacturers intended it to be. Late in the 1960s, the Hammond Organ Company needed someone to help show off its organs, so they hired musician Don Lewis. One of the organs that Don was demonstrating had a built-in drum machine that was made by a company called Ace Tone. Aside from being a musician, Don was also an engineer. And up until that time, drum machines were not programmable. They had preset beats that you had to use. What Don did was he hacked the drum machine so he could program his own beats instead of the six pre-programmed ones that were already in there. And that got the attention of Ace Tone president Ikataro Takahashi, who asked Don how exactly he managed to hack the machine. Fast forward a few years, and Ikutaro had opened up the Roland Corporation. He got Don to design drum machines, and later in the 70s, microprocessors started to get used in instruments, which gave the company an idea. What if microprocessors could be programmed to be used in drum machines? In 1978, Roland came out with the CompuRhythm CR78, which was the first drum machine that you could write and save your own beats on. They followed that one up with the Roland TB808. The TB808 was co-designed by Tadeo Kikumoto, who is Roland's senior managing director. He was also the head of their R&D department. The 808 was originally supposed to be geared towards professional musicians and was promoted as being perfect for samples and far less than a competing drum machine, the Lin LM-1. But while the 808 was originally not popular due to its still expensive price of $1,195, or 
just over $3,700 in today's market. And also because Roland couldn't get the transistors that the 808 needed at the time, a funny thing happened to the machine. It hit the used market and then caught fire. You were able to get the 808 for just under 100 bucks, actually, but after a little while. That made it really popular with every DJ, producer, and wannabe musician around. The 808 started to get used in R&B and hip-hop. In EDM, it was vital to the success of Africa Bombada's genre-defining track, Planet Rock, which went on to influence Detroit techno, trap, and Miami bass. Now, the same thing happened with the Roland TB303, which was also designed by Kikumoto. That machine was originally sold in 1981 and marketed as a way for people to replace their bass guitars. However, it didn't catch on, mainly because of the fact that it didn't really sound like a bass guitar. That's a slight issue for how you're marketing it, so after four years, much like the TB-808, it was discontinued and went to the secondary market. And much like the 808, the 303 found new use in EDM and helped to create a brand new genre. In the late 1980s, there was a Chicago house music group called Future, spelled P-H-U-T-U-R-E, which had members Spanky Smith Jr., DJ Pierre, and Herb J. Jackson. In 1987, they released the classic track, Acid Tracks, which was a 12-minute sonic sensation that was originally recorded on tape and given to DJ Ron Harvey, the legendary Chicago DJ, at the Chicago Music Box nightclub as early as 1985, according to legend. Acid Tracks was very dark and was given that dark tone by none other than the Roland TB-303. After that came more tracks and also experimenting with the 303 by distorting the signal, or what they now call, overdriving it. What Future didn't realize at the time was that they actually created the genre known as Acid House which caught on in rave culture like wildfire and helped to drive the 90s explosion of the culture overseas by kick-starting London underground acid and techno. The success of Acid House, in part, was all thanks to Tadeo Kikomoto and Roland for not knowing yet again how to market a synthesizer properly and letting it go to the secondary market. Dear Lord, people! It also shows, by the way, that true creatives always know how to make a way out of no way. The Roland TB-303 Synthesizer, inducted into our EDM Hall of Fame.
Let's start off with a little chart action for the week, starting with, as always, Billboard magazine, where absolutely nothing has changed from last week. Travis Scott and HVME's Goosebumps is still the top dance song and the top dance streaming song. Lady Gaga's The Fame is still the top dance album. Tiesto's The Business is still the top dance sales song. Digitally, that is. And regard Troy Sivan and Tate McRae's You is still the top dance mix show airplay song. Until further notice, and that notice is closing fast because the clubs are opening up again as of now. So within another month or so, the dance club song chart will finally be restarted. But as of now, it's still Diana Ross's Love Hangover 2020. Onward, Apple has for the top dance album Jason Ross's Convergence EP. And the top dance single is Galantis, David Guetta, and Little Mix with Heartbreak Anthem. On the electronics chart, top album for Apple is Gary Newman's Intruder. Top single, Empire of the Sun with Walking on a Dream iHeartRadio's top dance single is Joel Corey, X-Ray, and David Guetta's Bed. On the Beatport charts, there is a new number one song. It is Blessed Madonna and Fred again with Maria. We've lost dancing original mix. On the 140 Deep Dubstep Grime chart, Monty's Righteous original mix is the top song there. On the Afro House chart, Vintage Culture, Kiko Franco, and Shush with Love Tonight, the Vintage Culture, and Kiko Franco remix is number one. Top Bass Club is Dom 877 with Dun Talk original mix. Top Bass House is Volak, MKJ, and Daft Hill with Candy Shop extended mix. Top Big Room is Joel Corey, X-Ray, and David Guetta's Bed, the David Guetta Festival Mix, and it'll be nice to have the festivals back within the next month or so. Ah, Post-COVID life is feeling pretty good at this moment. Top Breaks Breakbeat UK Bass is Onda Mike's Hala VIP Mix. Top Dance Electropop is Fortet, Skrillex, and Dara with Butterflies Extended Mix. Top Deep House is actually the top number one song overall. Blessed Madonna and Fred again with Maria. We've lost Dancing Original Mix. Top DJ Tools is Croatia Squad, The Vibe, Acapella Tool, 126 Beats Per Minute. Top Drum and Bass is Break with Never Say Never Original Mix. Top dubstep is Stoned Level with Time to Die original mix. Top classic Detroit modern electro is L'Amour with Inside Out original mix. Top electro house is Cheyenne Giles with Jump Around extended mix. Top electronica is Biceps Glue original mix. Top Funky Groove Jack and House's Majestic and Boney M with Rasputin Extended Mix. Top Future House is Nicola Fasano and Asco with You're Not Alone Extended Mix. 
Top Hard Dance Hardcore is Ben Nicky, MC Stretch, and Ollie James with We Are the Ravers Extended Mix. Top Hard Techno is Sebastian Growth, Marcus Waite, and Ben Dust. Nightmare is the name of the song. That's the original mix. Top House is Milk and Sugar and Purple Disco Machine with Let the Sun Shine, the Purple Disco Machine Extended Remix. Top Indie Dance is White Square with Carte Blanche, Original Mix. Top Melodic House and Techno is Gorgon City. Josh Butler and Dennis Cruz with Aora Toro Va, the Gorgon City Remix. Top Minimal Deep Tech is Sydney Charles Grind In Original Mix. Top New da- New Disco in Disco is Block and Crown with Coming Out the New Disco Mix. Top Organic House and Down Tempo is Volan Sentier with Nua Nua Nivai Nua Nivai. That's what I meant to say. That's the original mix on that one. Top Progressive House is Frankie Wah, Archie, and Christoph with the World You See original mix. That is for, I believe, the seventh week in a row. Top Psytrance is Relaz and Psy Mirai with Look At Me original mix. Top Tech House is John Summit's Make Me Feel original mix. Top Peak Time Driving Techno Charlotte DeWitt with Doppler Original Mix. Top Raw Deep Hypnotic Techno is Dubfire and Flu with Metanoia Original Mix. Top Trance is Fairy Tale, and Fairy is spelled F E R R Y. Tale is spelled T A Y L E, just so you know. That is Fairy Tale and Solar Stone. With Seven Cities Extended Remix. Top Trap, Hip Hop, and R&B is the Boombox Cartel and J.I.D. with Reaper Original Mix. And the top UK Garage Bassline is MC Cole and Navos. With, believe me, the MJ Cole Remix. And that is it for the EDM podcast number 137. Thanks for listening. Audio engineering and editing, video editing, writing, narration, basically everything having to do with this podcast is done by yours truly. You can find us on our website at cjbtproductions.com. Our podcast is on all of your favorite podcast providers, such as Apple Music, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, etc., all under Music History Today. If you would like to support this podcast, our Patreon can be found at patreon.com backslash music history today we are also on twitter at music history day and you can now find us on youtube don't forget to like subscribe and hit that notification bell anytime you want to know exactly what videos are dropped and when all of those links can be found in the show notes below thank you very very much for listening